0: This is Dubai Eye 103.8. Career the one
1: never
2: Career Clinic. And we have two guests live in the studio today. We have Eva Mourinho, who's a Senior Vice President of HR at Siemens Middle East. First of all, Eva, thank you for coming in. Thank you. And we also have Nick Watson, who is the Managing Director of Commercial Consultancy Nasiba. Nick, thanks for coming in too. So basically, we've invited you both here together because you are two of the people involved behind the scenes of this year's Women in Leadership Forum. It's being held on the 28th and 29th of October, hosted by Nasiba. So first, Nick, let's start with you. Um, what role does Nasiba play in terms of helping companies grow? Because your forum is one thing, but what you like to do is, is encourage growth in companies.
1: Yeah, so our elevator pitch really is we help companies raise capital, we help them commercialize, and then we help them upskill their leadership teams so that they can actually scale those businesses as as they grow, um, especially in a region like this where you don't have as much access to uh, global talent um, doing the same thing over and over again. A lot of it's imported, so what we try to do is give them access to uh, new ways of operating and new ways of scaling their business.
2: Okay, so... I guess, um, you know, your involvement in, in, in the uh, Women in Leadership Forum, is that something that you guys see as particularly important, trying to chase those female leaders and, and encourage them to prosper?
1: Yeah, it's super important. I think diversity and inclusion um, is, is probably one of the key drivers right now for successful growth in any business. Um, it's not just about the male approach to doing things is about the the human approach to doing things and that's made up of two two genders I, I read an article
0: this week Nick and I you know I, I want to get your opinion on it I read an article on one of the one of the news channels here that says that women leaders or, or women uh, founders have more ease to attract uh, funds for uh, or capital than, than, than men is that true or have you ever seen that?
1: I've seen it. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, the success stories that the article might be referring to are, are women who've built an amazing business model mm. and then have gone out and just made it happen. Yeah. Um, I think males are quite easy to just jump in and do something and say they're amazing at it without actually having the skill set there it, yeah, and selling. just saying, well, we can do it and then figuring out later. Whereas uh, a lot of women that, that uh, I get to spend a lot of time with are more articulate in their approach to getting things done. And, and when they do do yeah. it, they Make it happen mm. interesting,
2: okay, so Eva, I want to come to you. You work for a major company, Siemens Middle East, and you're SVP in terms of HR now, I guess looking at, at you know the breakdown of men and women in a company and encouraging women to 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 make it to those top level jobs and, and, and feel like they can get to positions of leadership is really important to a company like yours
3: you uh, seem not only for companies like me, I think it's important for all of us, right. I have a very personal view on this one. I think uh, it's not even about quotas, it's not even about, uh, it's about human rights, right? I mean, everyone has the right to get as far as they want to go, so we need to be able to give them a space to be there. And funny enough, for companies like us, because of the industry where we are playing, sometimes it's not that easy, right?
2: And I guess, what, what was the desire to, to become involved in the Women in Leadership Forum from your side? I'm extremely thankful to these places
3: because at least you can raise the voice. It's still a fact that there's a big gap. I mean, the World Economic Forum measures it and we still have a big gap in most of the countries on how women can access to not only jobs, but all the different aspects of the economy, right? So... These uh, forums where we can raise the hand and say, "Hey, is hey, hey, it's still happening? Right? We still have a way to go." I think it's still very useful.
0: If I, as as long as I, as long as I can remember, I've been exposed to 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 this this uh, concept of there's a gap between men and women in the workplace, in the economy, and so on. Honestly, for as long as I can remember, so 20, 30, 40 mm. years, whatever it is, you know are, we, old are we seeing Are we seeing real progress in that in that? Um, in that aspect? Are we seeing the gap getting narrower and narrower or is it just going too slow still? I mean, obviously, the obvious answer to say is it's still too slow. They're still too far. But are we really progressing with all the PR that's been done about it and all the awareness that's been done around it?
3: I'm so glad that you asked that question. Really? I've been working on I'm in on trouble this. now, I feel. No, 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 no. I have been working on this for 20 years and I was thinking about that this morning. Excellent. I was thinking, oh my God, I mean, it's been 20 years of my life, or almost 30, dedicated to this topic as part of my responsibilities. And you always have the feeling that we are never there, right? That mm. we are never there. I think it depends on the industry. It depends on the generations. I think... We, I mean, the Women Economic Forum is telling us that um, the World Economic Forum, sorry, that we close the gap almost twenty percent more than in previous years. So it's evolving.
0: Year on year. Year
3: on. Year. Well, no, no, no. In uh, the last uh, ah, three okay, to five the last years, few years, right. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. but the point is, if I see other industries, the gap is smaller. Right. Mm. So if you go to IT, there's no gap. If you go to... Um, there's
0: no gap as in...?
3: As in uh, my industry, okay. for example. Right, yeah. right? I mean, energy is one of the most old-fashioned places. That's yeah. why for us uh, it's more about accelerating and try to, trying to catch up than being best in class. That's and where is the are, gap right?
0: the smallest, for example? Where is it really there's almost no more difference between being a man and being a female?
3: Um, Is more based on countries, and Mm. it's northern countries, is places like Finland, um, yeah, Iceland, these kind of countries, right? And funny enough, when I came to the Middle East uh, nine years ago, uh, countries like Pakistan and Saudi were the worst in the ranking, now they are not, wow. right? Now they also made an effort to come up, right? Excellent.
2: So yeah, yeah, I, I was um, talking to the CEO of Fine Hygienics and their programs to get women into the workplace in places like Saudi Arabia, and yeah. the rights that they give them, and time off, flexible working. have, have It's been a huge change in, in sort of thinking and the ability for women to go and be successful. Nick, um, the, the Women in Leadership Economic Forum has been going for 10 years now. This will be yes. the 10th edition. Um, I guess you guys see a big value as a company in hosting an event like this because it's not just here, it's across the region.
1: That's right. We we started in Dubai in 2009, and then we progressed into Saudi Arabia. We went to Asia, China. Um, but we see Dubai as sort of like our global hub yeah. for the platform. Uh, so many nationalities, um, so much openness to men and women in in society working and, and doing whatever they feel they want to do for their life. So for the last 10 years, we've done 10 editions in the UAE, but we've also done another ten across the globe. So like wow. sister events, yeah, um, where we bring a lot of the stories of the UAE to those countries, and then the, vice versa, right? Bringing all those different nationalities. And I, I think
0: it's kind of cool that at the head of it is. Is a man because you know I'm not the head of it. Or, or, or <laughs> the head, the head of it is
1: a woman, but I'm sort of like the. Um, but you're very involved in it, right? And ab- absolutely. You're obviously the
0: spokesperson for it since you're talking about it absolutely. or whatever it is. And I think I think it's cool because a lot of times you'll see you'll see a lot of judgment that's being made because oh, it's a woman defending woman and so on and so on. So it's good to see that yep. it's an actual issue that is that is that is uh, interesting to everyone and that people are getting involved in.
1: Funnily enough, on the women leadership side, when we first started out, it was quite heavy in terms of female attendance. And we've tried to push, and I think Eva would have seen this over the years, we've tried to push the conversation to be gender neutral in terms of men arriving and attending and going to the same sessions (coughs) because almost invariably the big issue is men changing their attitude to the Mm. conversation. Mm. It's not that they can't do it, it's just that they're not aware. And that awareness is, is extremely key.
2: And I, I guess you're right. The the issue is um, if you're not an ally, um, you know, you're part of the problem essentially. So right. getting those men on board and to understand the issue is, is half the battle. Um, Eva, I just uh, wanted to mention you're speaking at the forum this year. Uh, yes, I am. But I wanted to say, based, I mean, following your question right now, our
3: main speaker is Amen. So you go. Just because of that. I think that's right? very Yeah, you're right. and Because we difference. don't want people to come to us and say that, right? So our main lecture is going to be done by Amen. And I'm talking in one of the
0: panels. And you, yeah. In Canada, we have, you know, I mean as you know, we grew up in Canada and we have a big misunderstanding of the word feminism and it's used for mm. everything. Right. Yeah. So as soon as there's mm-hmm. something as soon as there's the subject or a topic that that involves women, we're talking about feminism and feminists and this and that. Mm-hmm. And and feminism is not a bad thing if you understand what no. it is. And and we can't you can't mix up feminism with all these other women issues and 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 all these things. So we have to be very careful. And I think it's very cool that you bring in men. So actually people would consider mm-hmm. this as a gender neutral kind of subject that we need to talk to and that we need to address.
2: Yeah, it's kind of everyone's problem. I yeah, guess exactly. sometimes unfortunately Unfortunately, if it's a group of women um, talking about women needing more support and yeah. how difficult it is for them, it can sometimes exactly. be viewed as people moaning. Or exactly. you know, So I think, yeah. you're, I, I think you're absolutely spot on. Yeah. So you're going to be on one of the panels, Eva. What will you be discussing at the forum?
3: I'm going to be talking about how artificial intelligence can help us. Okay. Or whether they can help us, which is the big question, right?
2: Well, we, we've had lots of people come in recently who've talked about things like recruitment being done or an initial yeah. stage of recruitment mm-hmm. with AI, so you don't know yeah. the gender of yeah. the person. We've done that. So I think looking at those areas, there's a lot of work to to explore, and, and the strides already taking place in the AI field.
3: It's very interesting because this year, we experienced in Siemens here in the Middle East for the recruitment of our young generation's uh, blind uh, artificial intelligence-based tests, wow. right? And Wow. Happens that um, almost more than eighty percent of the candidates that passed were women, mm. which you know also what? breaks a that's little awesome. bit the, know, the the bias on women that, don't want to work on a steam.
0: Right? That's an interesting concept, nice. actually, and I, I wonder if Eva, you would know more than us. Is this done anywhere in the world? Where if you're applying for a job, you don't give your name and you don't give your gender, you just give your qualifications. Is this happened anywhere?
3: In Siemens, you mean only, only not any. in Siemens,
0: but in, in, in do you know, is, is this so, something a practice that that has that you've that you've come across over the years?
3: You know, in the 1930s, the one of the American uh, orchestras did that, was did the that. first pilot to start listening to people without knowing if they were a man or a woman, wow. and at that moment it was proven that the woman, when they didn't see if they were yep. scared mm-hmm. or the trousers, they got almost more than like 30 more possibilities to be in, able to in get music, the job, for right? for example, yeah. And this is the 1930s, right? Yeah. Is it happening? No, we all put our names, we all put our... But then we start deciding, okay, now I don't put that I have kids, now I don't yeah. put that I'm married, and now yeah. I don't put that I'm 50, right? Yeah. Because we all know that the human brain is still working with bias, and we yeah. cannot prevent that, right? Mm. So what companies we are doing is trying to escape that piece. What is happening, and I don't know if you know the... I think it was Amazon or Google, one of the two... They tried to use uh, artificial intelligence and what happened is that the the people that were training the programs or programming the programs, they were biased themselves. Yes, right? exactly so, so by so. the moment, until these new computers are going to be helping us to really learn themselves and avoid the they bias that we are exactly putting. so we are now. still almost yeah. in the same place, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is very funny.
2: Right? <laughs> it's it It's definitely an interesting concept. And um, yeah, blind, blind recruitment does happen. But I think what you sort of sometimes forget as well, though, is, okay, take away the name, take away the gender. But there are lots of other things that can identify Someone within that form, yeah. anyway. So I think it's a real interesting one. So that sounds like a very exciting panel. And we're going to continue this conversation with our two guests in a few minutes' time.
1: Career, the one never known.
2: Career Clinic. And um, we have two guests live in the studio with us. We have Ava Mourinho, who's the Senior Vice President of HR at Siemens Middle East, and Nick Watson, who is the Managing Director of Commercial Consultancy, Naseba. If you're just joining us on the programme, we've been talking um, to them both together because of the Women in Leadership Forum. It's being held on the 28th and 29th of October, hosted by Nasiba. I believe it's in year 10 now. So thank you both, first of all, for staying with us. And... Um, I think we've had a couple of questions in and I'd like to get to them um, and then we'll continue asking you guys a few other things as well. But the first question we've had in is um, about a previous employer. So someone's texting anonymously and says, what if my previous employers haven't paid my salary? Um, I can't cancel my visa with them until I get my dues, but I want to accept a new job and process the new visa. So, George, do you have any advice for this? Because it's a kind of catch-22. Well,
0: (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. What I what I what I usually tell people that are in this situation is: listen, don't. I mean, try to try to fix it, or try, try to try to have a chat with your employer. If it doesn't work out, or if you see that there's no no cooperation from that side, just go straight to the labor office. Labor office, see. Things like that all the time. They'll they'll advise you on what yeah. you need to do. They will protect your rights. They will they will safeguard whatever is owed to you by the company as long as you have you have a valid reason for it. So, you know, try try to do it the diplomatic way with your employer. If if it doesn't work out, if if they don't help you out, then go straight to the labor office. Don't waste your time. Don't don't try to do take you know take the law by your own hands. You go there and they'll they'll take care of it. They have the process
1: for it. Okay, yeah, I would I would second that. Um, try as much as you can with the company, and then as far as it can go. Uh, take it to whatever legal rec- recourse you have or supporting mechanisms in the country.
2: The last thing you want to do is lose out on a job that you really want to do because you're being held back by this visa. You know, it might be your dream job. And this Yeah, is and if you, you tell the Labour office
0: that you're actually moving jobs and that yeah. this employer needs you now, they will actually expedite the whole process. And I
1: think also there's the the context of what's going on in the relationship between both parties. Yeah, Because some, if the market's going down and things aren't great, companies are trying to survive and they're trying to do things. So... I think it's a, it's a matter of looking at different angles.
2: So this is another anonymous one that says, do you have any advice for managing cash flow as a startup? It's difficult as you're waiting for payments from clients, which can be delayed, uh, but you want to expand the business and also ensure that you're paying your team. So a few things to go out there, George, but managing cash flow and... As a responsible, you know, business owner, manager, you want to make sure you've got the money there to pay your staff.
0: Well, first, let me tell you one thing. Managing your cash flow is the toughest part of running a business by far. I've seen it on and on and on and on. Managing your cash flow is single-handedly the toughest thing to do in business, uh, especially in times, in, 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 in more difficult times where payments are not regular and so on and so on. My first advice would be, first of all, make sure that you have a great, finance person beside you, a person that can plan for you, a person that can tell you that has visibility three months down the road on your cash flow, uh, that's able to give you a a status on your cash flow every day. And what is your status? What's your status going to be in three months, two months, one month, six months, if you can, Mm -hmm. which is even better. And that will allow you to get visibility on be able to plan ahead on never being able to never, sorry, never being in a situation where you're running out of cash. That's the first thing. The second thing is even if you're old school and you're not into, you know, getting financing, not into leveraging, whatever it is, have an amazing relationship with your banks. Mm. Go see your relationship managers, have a coffee with them, tell them about your business, call them up, tell them all that. There's a lot of tools that a lot of people are not aware about. For example, we live in a we live we, we, we work in a place where um, PDC checks, post data checks are a big thing, right? This is something you don't see anywhere else in the world. Mm. Well, very few people know that a post data check can actually be cashed in ahead of time with the bank charging you a small fee to, to, to give you the cash ahead of time if, if, the, if the, the issuer is somebody who's trusted establish that relationship with your banks sometimes it's small bridge loans stuff like that mm. that they can give you to, to, to keep your cash flow running there are also if you're a bit of a bigger company there's credit you know credit to insurance companies that will actually based on your invoices will be able to give you will be Borrowed. able to give you some some uh, some money up front and so on so number 1 make sure that you have somebody who's very knowledgeable in finance that can foresee three months ahead to six months ahead and be able to tell you we're going to have a problem in three months or we're going to have a problem in two months or in four months or whatever it is. Two, have a great relationship with your bankers to make sure that they can facilitate things for you when you need it. Because let's face it, emergencies happen with everyone and accidents Mm. happen with everyone and delays can happen with anyone. So sooner or later, you will need somebody to come in and give you that hand. There's, There's no shame in it. There's no, you know, it's part of running a business. Yeah. Okay. And the third one is if you're a bigger company, look at credit, you know, at credit insurance look at look at uh, uh, these type of things but that would be it i would say at, 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 a, at a bigger level maybe some more yeah I, mean.
1: I, would, I would just add on like factoring <laughs> or looking at beehive because they yeah. provide um invoice receivable um, yeah. uh, for for payments example, yeah. um from from a perspective of being a startup and then growing you can look at how you contract with your partners um not just work going on trust try to build your contract so that there's an element of scaled Payments coming in and then obviously maintain a stronger relationship with them as you do with your bank. Yeah. Because they're going to, if there's a, a let's say, a level of emotion between you and that company, they're going to pay you first rather than someone else. And the question is, who's at the first of the line and who's who's going after that? Another thing also is, apart from the contracting, don't be afraid to chase cheques and chase for the, the payments. A There's lot of no people will send an email, right?
0: There's no shame in asking for it they,
1: they owe it to you. Um, yeah. It's difficult sometimes <clears> when the markets go down. Virtusom mean, is it, it, doing great right now, but there are industries that are being affected right now. Um, but you know what,
0: We've, we were affected as well. I mean, that's why we brought in financing of licenses yep. and we were pioneers at that. And obviously everybody's tried to start doing it after that. But you know, that's, that's when yep. we, we came in and we said, uh, you know, people are having a hard time. They're putting everything they have into their business, into starting their business. So you know what? We have a good cash Absolutely. flow. We'll finance it for them. We'll charge them a small fee for it, but we'll finance it, no problems. Pay pay your license over five, six, seven, eight, twelve 12 months. We will help you do that. It will ease your cash flow and then you can still start your company. Yep.
2: We've had a text message come in from Dormet who who says, what context makes it okay not to pay people? And how are individuals <clears throat> supposed to manage their cash flow if they're not paid? And I guess that's what you guys were both touching on because yes, there is no excuse not to pay people, but let's be realistic. It happens in this region all the time. And one of the other things uh, it, that's often suggested which is quite important. As you say, manage that relationship with the bank, manage that relationship with your client, but talk to other businesses. If there's someone out there that's not paying on time, you guys, you know, obviously in the UAE, we can't name and shame. But if you in your industry know that this person, this company doesn't pay on time, they don't fulfill, you know, their commitments, you can try and find a way to avoid some of those clients too. Um, We've had a question come in for you, Eva. It's from Harry. And Harry says... um, Harry wants to know, which is a great question, actually. Harry's asking, do you have any practical tips on how, as a male manager, I can focus on developing my female employees' <coughs> leadership skills in a sensitive and balanced way? So, first of all, hats off to Harry. Great question. Thank you, Harry. I, my first reaction
3: is, leaders is a little bit regardless gender. Right. So probably it would be the same on how we develop male leaders. Right. So I don't know exactly what he means about um, in a sensitive way. But um, I've been asked this question also in another panel, which is how does being a woman in leadership looks like? And I think it looks exactly like being a man. Right. The only difference is that there's a little bit of bias behind that. We all need to ask questions, to be close to people and to understand why they are feeling the way they are feeling and why they are having the, the barriers that they are having. It's always the same. Probably when it's a man talking to a woman, then you are not that familiar with it. But it's just mm. a matter of listening, understanding and mm. believing and, and getting trust, right?
2: Okay. Um Hinds also got in touch with us via the Dubai Messaging app and wants to know the best training courses for developing leadership skills. So it's almost like this they just heard your previous answer. So, you know, this is leadership skills full stop. We're not just talking about women here, we're just talking about developing leaders. So any suggestions for Hind from either of you?
1: Find someone that inspires you via their leadership. It's the quickest way is to partner up with someone who you look up to as a leader. And if you're not surrounded by those people, try and seek them out. There are proper courses out there from from many, many different institutes that um, provide leadership training. But I think Eva probably has bumped into a lot of coaching and mentorship programs that have been successful.
3: I like the idea of women mentoring women also. Because there was a moment where women tried to behave like men. And then we were called aggressive and... and uh, too loud. strong and exactly arrogant and dominant and exactly and then funny enough uh, some women didn't even want to have that uh, bias or that uh, image about them right so I remember when I was working in Japan I was asking ladies why do you, don't you want to become a CEO and then they were telling me because they are grumpy and they are shouting and <laughs> we don't want to be like them right and that was extremely inspiring and eye opening right so yeah. probably we need Those women that want to become women uh, in leadership to have role models of other women that can do it without behaving like men. Because we are different and we want to be different and we want to appreciate all those differences that that are coming into the workplace, right?
2: Okay, and Nick, this um, question is probably quite a good one for you. you are the MD, um, and I guess this person's asking, this one's anonymous, and it says, how do I get executive uptake on developing a female empowerment program in the company?
1: That's a good one. That's, um, if you have the right management team, uh, I think it's it really boils down to showing them why and the value that's gonna come out of this. Um, And I think if your leadership team is very open to listening, it's really going to boil down to the ROI of doing it. So if we do this program, we execute it, then this is the return that the business will have. And if you talk in that, you're talking in business terms. If you're talking in human terms, appeal to their nature, whatever that is. Um, It it is difficult, especially if you have a male-dominated management team. Um, They may not necessarily understand it or uh, see what your angle is. But I think it requires a little bit of sell a bit of sales to be honest yeah Um, we don't really have that much of an issue uh, at NASA but I think Eva's probably been in situations more where this has been a conversation
2: and it costs money right to you know to convince other people that you want to set up a program it costs time and money
3: I don't want to talk about HR as a cost. I always defend that it's an investment, right? And I I would love to see my uh, line out of the cost line and move it elsewhere where you can call it an investment. It's going (laughs) to happen. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm fighting for it. We are all fighting for it, right? Of course, it costs money, but and it's very difficult to, to find the return of investment for that. But believe me, there's no better investment than investing in people there's no other right i mean the only thing that really differentiates company the only one is the people inside the company
1: it's a human asset i
3: mean i mean i know it sounds a little bit typical but it's true
0: no it's true decisions are made by people Uh, your processes are are made by people your products are designed by people Your they're sold by people Mm. i agree with you from a philosophical point of view yeah
3: So you don't invest in uh, I do no no
0: absolutely we we invest we invest in our HR and we invest in training people and all that. But it still is a cost, I'm sorry, Eva.
3: No, it's not the cost. It's a cost. It's not a cost. Absolutely not. I'm not buying that one. The cost, of, the, cost <laughs> of,
0: the cost of making a product is a cost and the cost of, of, of creating people or good people is a cost as well. That's we how
3: did, I see it. We did, I did many, many years ago. It was a little dif- different uh, story and it was linked to sales training, which is a little bit much more easy to prove, right? Yeah. So yeah. we did a pilot on a region to check whether that region was selling better after mm. the training, right? And, and then, oh, of course they were, right? Course. They were growing much better. But then you yeah. need to do a pilot and then you need to put that... In a bigger scheme, and then it takes a lot of time. But once you convince them, you need
0: to fill the ROI yeah, at yeah, the bottom. Exactly. Yeah, but I once
3: you prove it, then they trust you, and then they they let you go.
1: I think yeah. I mean, an employee is a cost when it's the visa, <laughs> and it's that stuff. But I think investing in people's brain power and their capacity to get something done. Is, is, uh, is absolutely an investment because there's an ROI I mean, that comes I'm pulling, out of I'm that, pulling right. Eva's leg. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Nick, <laughs> I that, the, that was, the, that was the,
2: the best fence sitting I've seen in a while between these two. Um, <laughs> but no, interesting all the same. We've had another message in saying, excellent answer from Eva. Uh, women are often not developed in the workplace because men say they're worried about not being sensitive. Women are humans, not children. So it speaks to exactly what you're saying in this idea of we don't have to have these gender typical roles. We can all be leaders uh, and yeah. successful leaders at that that's all we've got time for um so first of all best of luck with with the forum at the end of this month if people want to find out anything more is there still tickets available where's the best place for them to go
1: they can read more about the, the event the agenda uh what's going on there it is more of a business focused platform so yeah. it's uh, it's geared towards a different a certain audience that are already in leadership positions um but it's will forum so w-i-l-f-o-r-u-m dot com and you can see everything that's going on there including eva who's going to be one of our amazing speakers. (laughs)
3: Looking forward to it.
2: Yes, she is looking forward to it. I know she doesn't sound like she is, but she is. she's smiling. I know, I <laughs> I, I,
3: okay, I really am, right? Sorry, I love you it. Can't it can't really can't
2: you guys, I
3: love it and every interaction counts. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. It's like five a fourth time coming.
2: So it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She definitely right. loves it. No, thank you to the Dream Team, the voice you just heard. Nick, Nick Watson is the Managing Director of Commercial <laughs> Consultancy in ASEBA and Ava Mourinho is a Senior Vice President of HR at Siemens Middle East. It's not a cost, it's an investment. So thank you, Ava. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you guys for having us here. Thank you Thank you. Very nice. Thank you for coming. Very welcome. This is Dubai i103.8.